0: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Man in the Canon podcast here in the D-Gen Den. I'm with you, as always, behind the boards, Hooch, and I got Mr. Locon.
1: Hooch, thank you for that wonderful, beautiful introduction. This is Mr. Locon coming at you again live from the D-Gen Den.
0: <laughs> always live. <laughs> live. <laughs> when
1: you listen to this, this is live. You're here. you are here. here. You're here You're in here. the D-Gen Den.
2: You're with us. You're immersed in this.
0: <laughs> also got a new friend, guest, Frank.
3: What, what up? <laughs> what's going on, guys?
2: Frank,
1: thank you for being here, man. I really
2: Absolutely.
3: appreciate you Thanks, making buddy. the trip. Thank you for having Such me. Such a
1: great addition to this podcast. He's going to bring wonderful insight because we have uh, we have some excellent insider information now. Because so, he actually lives in Columbus. So, <laughs> yeah. like, right? That's like... He's on the pulse. Right. He's yeah. on the pulse. And you
0: already heard him. Tour,
2: what's up? Fellas. I'm drinking for like six hours already today. Let's do this. Oh, boy. All
1: right. Here we go. <laughs> roll,
4: episode Let's number
1: go. two. Let's hit it. Hey, first of all, I just want to thank everybody for listening to our first episode. Uh, can't tell you how many people have reached out to us and reached out to me and told me, you know, hey, man, I really enjoyed listening to what you guys had to say last week. Uh, here's what we liked. Uh, here, you know, here's some couple I- other ideas that you can kind of throw around here. And so thanks, man. That's just what we're trying to do. You know, we just want to talk CBJ hockey. We want to provide information. We want this to be informative, but we also want it to be fun. So hell yeah. Thank you, uh, D Gen Nation and Man in the Cannon members? Crew? What are, what should we call people who listen we'll to? We'll figure this that out. Yeah, you no.
2: give me a couple more beers. I'll get, a- <laughs> I'll, I'll, get a, I'll get a good name for, right. the, your for the fellow for the degenerates.
1: All right, hey, we're jumping right into it. Um Pierre Luc Dubois in. Okay. Uh god damn it i can't believe we have to keep talking about this but this is just i feel like it's going to be a story the rest of the season and it could be unfortunate it could be fortunate who knows but here's the thing is i read an article this week in the athletic by Pierre lebrun uh nhl insider so you know gr- great uh great resource you should always whenever he t- says anything or tweets about anything uh, you know, you should really probably take it to heart or at least pay attention to it. So if you don't follow Pierre LeBron on Twitter, you should do so. Also, names I'm going to throw out, uh, Aaron Portsline, another great follow. And uh, Allison Lucan, also my my statistics lady. She is providing some excellent analysis. Anyway, Pierre Lebrun mentions and in, t- in, in, in this article, he breaks down possible landing spots for Pierre-Luc Dubois, okay, or and, and also possible returns that we could get back for him if we end up deciding to to trade him. So I just want to go through these teams that he kind of mentions and, and some of these players, and we'll just kind of talk about it real quick because I go through this list, and I'm like, just about all of these players are prospects, you know. Mm-hmm. They're all young guys, and it's just like, ugh, I don't, like, do you, if you're making that trade, are you, are you trading think- Pierre-Luc Dubois for, for elite prospects, or are you trading him for – do you need win now talent in return?
3: You know, that's a tough one because I think, you know, we saw this a couple years ago with uh, you know, Panarin, Bob, you know, I, you know, we we had this all-in mentality and uh, you know, I think as fans we respected that, but we honestly got nothing in return and with PLD, he signs the contract. He Here's has the here's the thing though. Here's interest. here's maybe
1: yeah, here's here's maybe a little difference or a a kicker to that uh curveball that you're talking about because Panarin was going to be an unrestricted free agent. He could, he could go wherever he wants. Mm-hmm. If Pierre-Luc Dubois, and, and if Yarmo thinks and deems it so, if Pierre-Luc Dubois wants to play in the NHL for the next four years and Yarmo doesn't want to trade him, he doesn't have to. But, but you're right. Go, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I interrupted you, and I'm, no, I'm you an should. asshole, so I'm sorry. No, you're not.
3: This is what it's for. Yeah. No, that, that's a very good point. But, I mean, I think – I don't know. I, I don't want to compare NBA players to NHL players, but James Harden is going through the same thing causing shit, you know, team chemistry and things like that. So, yeah. if P.L.D is not going to be happy in Columbus and we can get a return on investment, I think it's something we're going to have to consider. I mean, Torts is a hard person to play for and it takes a, a you know, a different it mindset. Takes a special so, mind. if you're not if you're not all you know, bought in. Look at Ryan Johansson; he didn't really last a whole lot longer. <laughs> he didn't last so fucking
1: hardly yeah. a yeah, hardly a week at practice. He's Tortorella sent him on a conditioning assignment, sent him back down. He's like, "Hey man, you're out of here. Get yeah. get out of here and learn how to <laughs> learn how to skate or something." Yeah. Like Jesus, but yeah, okay. okay so possible prospect returns. Um, the thing is, is it's just like if we do that, it's like here we go, like another another waiting kind of see thing, right? Where it's just like. We have to kind of wait then for these prospects to kind of blossom or not. And I just yeah, – I'm, I'm weary of of doing that because of the fact that we don't really have to trade him. Yeah. You know, if you don't have to trade him, then the only way I'm going to trade him is if the return is so good that I have to trade him. Exactly. Right? Otherwise, like – because I feel, I feel like Yarma is holding the cards right now with, like, other teams calling. At least all a the, little bit.
0: All the cards. Yeah. I mean – That's it, four years, man. That's – there's – like so getting out of that. You yep. want to retire, right? At twenty eight, <laughs> you know.
1: Yeah, you want him? Well, come get him, man. Like, pay me something for him. Give me what? You, give me your best fucking players, you know. Like, good lord. So it's just like, all right, all right. So he mentions Anaheim. I don't really care about anybody on Anaheim's team, so I'm not even going to spend the time kind of breaking down that return. But mm-hmm. Calgary comes to mind. He mentions Sean Mon- Monahan. Uh, okay. Yeah, I-, I, mean, I feel like it would have to be more than that. Yeah, Sean Monahan plus maybe some draft picks yeah, draft or picks
3: into that. But I mean, I, I really think, uh, you know, Calgary, the way they play super fast and super aggressive. I think uh, a guy like that could fit uh, very well into our style of play. So I think he could, he could make an impact right away. But to your point, I think it would have to be a little bit more. I mean, PLD, you know, it's just start. I mean, he's a young talent in he's his so prime, good. and he's so good. Yeah. He's physical. He's fast. He plays hard. So
1: he's a lot like Sean Monahan. Absolutely, kind of. So I can see where you're coming at. I would take. I would consider that. I mean, I would, I would entertain that phone call. Yeah. You know, if I'm younger I'll be like, okay, I'll pick up the phone. Like, I'll listen to that Sean Monahan. But what about Johnny Hockey, dude? What about Johnny Gaudreau?
3: Yeah, I mean, that's that's he, an play, interesting he doesn't one play too. center. Yeah.
1: He's not a centerman. So if we trade a center. We would we would have to probably move Jenner back to the center or yeah. or or Texier. They've been some, flirting. Or, they've you know, been flirting around there, him so. center ice this week. Yeah. So, um, but Johnny Hockey. I mean, Jesus. I mean, <laughs> dude's amazing. Dude's a goal scorer through and through. So it's
3: it's a guy we need on, on our team, right? We need so to, true. We we need to score goals, and you know we need to find someone to uh, that we can count on day in and day out. So. I think that's a that's a good one to look at moving forward. And both of
0: these guys are young too. I mean, oh yeah, twenty six, twenty seven. Uh, yeah, Monahan's twenty six. Goudreau's only twenty seven. Um, they still yet, they still got some years left. Yeah, they're in their prime. I mean, this is prime hockey where they're at. That's
1: why this this trade interests me a little bit more than some of these other ones I'm going to mention because of that return. Yeah. Um, you know, Sean Monahan's proved himself and he he's a fantastic player. He's fast, physical, big big centerman. So I'm all for that, uh, if that's how it's going to have to fold out. Again, you know, like I don't know. Who knows what's going to happen. But the Rangers, he's throwing out Rangers, you know, like (laughs) we trade him for Panarin. That's hilarious, and that's a story just in and of itself. uh, But, unfortunately, Artemi Panarin does have a no-move clause, so he can't even be sent back to the AHL. He is – anchored in their lineup for the next seven years uh, and unless I he, unless he agrees to it and right. uh, but yeah. yeah that would not happen. No, people <laughs> we're not trading pierre Luc dubois for artemi panarin okay it's just not happening <laughs> we're gonna cut that <laughs> yeah. off right now before anybody gets any any crazy ideas from yeah. what we're saying but what about capo Kako? i've heard i heard a little bit about the rumblings of that uh maybe this week you know former geez where do they draft him number two overall last year, two years ago last year Anyway, high prospect, high elite skill talent, young, unproven in the league. Okay, so do you trade him for a young possible star like Kako? Um, I think you would need more in return. Again, like I'm still, I'm st- if I'm Yarmo, I'm still like, I need more. Give me something more. Mm-hmm. I don't need to trade Pierre Luc Dubois right now. Exactly. That's um, that's just how I feel about it, and that's what I would do if I was Yarmo. So who knows? Um, the Kings. This is this one's the most interesting to me. Okay, because we have. The Kings are the last team that needs a centerman, okay? They have so many already, and their pipeline is full of centerman prospects, okay? That's why the trade, like, almost doesn't make sense. Like, why would they trade for a centerman? But could you imagine him centering their, second line, or their first or second line with also, like, maybe the line above him was uh, Anze Kopitar coming at And you got Kopitar coming at you full force on one line and then Pierre-Luc Dubois coming at you on that, on that other line? That's a that's a force and that's a physical.
3: Yeah, that puts you know puts the Kings right back into. Uh,
1: that could give them the boost they need, yeah. and they could trade us like two, I don't know, two or three of these. I don't know. I have no clue. Like how many of these guys do we want in return? I'd say almost two at least, and maybe something else. I don't know, but like Quentin Byfield's one name that pops up, and this name I really like. Um, let me read you. Let's get, let's get into some Quentin Byfield statistics. He plays in the, uh, he plays in the Ontario Hockey League, or he did play in the Ontario Hockey League in 2019-20. For the Sudbury Wolves, 45 games, 32 goals, 50 assists, 82 points in 45 games. Okay, now listen. Okay, these kids are young, and this league, these leagues, they score a lot of goals. Okay, it's, it's fun hockey to watch. Everybody loves the, the Canadian Hockey League's... You know, the Quebec Major Junior League, Ontario Hockey League, Western Hockey League. Uh, all of these leagues are so fun. and That's where a lot of these stars in the NHL come from. So this kid here, right, Quentin Byfield, he's – how old is this kid? He is 18, 6'4", 220-pound centerman. He's a tank. He's a tank, dude. I mean, I would entertain the idea of, of including him in a trade for Pierre-Luc Dubois, right? Um, that's that's kind of some one of these names that I kind of look at. Um, geez, where's, one of the other ones was um, – Gabriel Villardi, another centerman, 21 years old, 6'3, 201 pounds. Uh, He also plays in the Ontario Hockey League, or he did did a while back. Played for Kingston, 32 games, 22 goals, 36 assists, 58 points. Uh, He's been with the Kings and he's played in there. Uh, He does have some NHL experience. 10 games last year, or 2019 20, uh, 10 games. Only ten games, three goals, four assists. Um, again, you know, another young prospect that they have. So, are we floating around or, or entertaining a trade for Pierre Luc Dubois for some of these guys? I, I if I'm going to have to trade Pierre Luc Dubois at some point, like if he if he makes it to the point that he's he's either you know becoming a disruption or something along those lines, or maybe the season's not going that well or something along those lines, I, I might I might look at some of these guys.
3: Yeah, and I think you know what we were saying earlier right yarmo has all the power in this which is great so you know teams give him a call best (laughs) offer and we'll go from there but i think best case scenario right now is look we have a game here in uh, less than 48 hours so pld wants to raise his stock as well so he needs to play hard and you know hopefully uh make uh the blue jackets another successful have another successful year and then uh you know maybe we uh wait and see after that if he's still unhappy and and go from there and maybe we Uh. get someone uh really special out of the deal so yep a lot of uncertainty uh but uh seems like we're doing this year in and year out so it's the same conversation
1: (laughs) it breaks my heart
0: (laughs) (laughs) now the next one you have is an interesting uh scenario with it being inside
1: of our same league in the, divi- yeah, in, the in the division, division here in with Chicago. In the, yes. yeah, he breaks down some returns from, from Chicago.
0: I'm and calling he, it a league because that's all they're playing this year. So I might as <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, just might as well it be the Central, Central League. league.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> Chicago, one of their prospects, budding young star, uh, Kirby Datch, I think is how you pronounce it. I don't know if it's Datch or Dach. 19 years old, 6'4, 200 pound centerman. I definitely would have said Doc. Centerman right wing. Doc <laughs> <Da-shay>. could be. <laughs> There's no E, so no. it's not Dash, I don't think. Yeah, you know, who knows? Um, but no, Datch, he's played Sorry. for. Kirby. He's played in the. <laughs> yeah. He's played for the um, NHL last nineteen twenty season. He played sixty four games, eight goals, fifteen assists, and he's a, and he's he's a young uh, promising star. When he was playing junior hockey, he played in the Western Hockey League uh, fifty two games with the Saskatoon Blades, seven goals, thirty nine assists. So it looks like this guy's a facilitator uh mainly he kind of might remind me a little bit of the idea of kind of what alexander winberg was able to do with the puck distribute it well put it in places that we need it to be where we need it to be there so uh that's an interesting situation but what about patrick kane (laughs) no i'm just kidding but real quick on kirby yeah
0: i mean another prospect out four to five months so probably not even playing this year so that would I don't think that makes. Oh, much. he's injured. He is injured. He okay. Yeah, yeah, so, he's, yeah, he's out four to five months. Okay. I don't see that being a, a, a definite possibility right now. like maybe after the season, because I don't think are most trading Pierre Luc Bluff for somebody that he's not going to play this year. There's like absolutely, I don't think there's no way. Right. I
1: agree. That's and that's what I don't know. That I feel like kid is only nineteen years old though. Yeah. I, that's what I would hope hope for, or at least try to do, just in, from the sense that again. If you trade him you're going to have to play this like okay well we're going to have to wait now another maybe 2 3 years to see if we're going to be any good like who knows and we've already done that we've been doing that for 20 years like I'm yep. sick of it let's let's win a cup let's let's compete now we have the team to do it we have the core right so that's that's how i feel about it uh, Winnipeg, blah, 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 the Patrick Line situation. I just don't care anymore. Yeah. Like, I don't care. You're just trading one situation for another, one restricted free agent who really reportedly doesn't want to be in Winnipeg anymore and trading him for Pierre-Luc Dubois. So if you're going to do that, if in your Winnipeg you need to make sure and you wouldn't make this trade unless you know Pierre Luc Dubois is going to sign in Winnipeg and the same thing with Columbus you're not trading for Patrick Laine unless you know he's going to sign a contract with the Columbus Blue Jackets
0: yeah you're not doing the Matt Duchesne thing again right know? no
1: we're not doing that right now at least not right now right you might yeah. try something like that at the trade deadline like we tried to do you know try to make a run for a Cup, but not right now no way
3: yeah I'm with you I mean when there's this story kind of first first broke I mean pretty much early on and I mean, a couple months ago, it's like, oh man, Jackets could get Patrick Line. right? Uh <laughs> I mean, at and it's first, kind of interesting. Glance, to think it's about. like, holy shit, this would be really exciting. And then the story keeps continuing. It's like, oh, another unhappy player in a uh, situation, and uh, it's like you said, I'm just, I'm just over it, and until something actually happens.
1: Number two pick in that draft was Patrick Laine. Number three was Pierre Luc Dubois. Like they're both high prospects. They're both elite talent. They're both great players. I would love to have Patrick Line, you know, that's that would be cool. He's fantastic, but yeah, he it's score. like I also like Pierre Luc Dubois. Like I don't know, pick one. Who cares? Yeah. I mean, sort of.
3: Yeah. Someone just be happy in our city. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't somebody. care who it is. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs>
1: All right. So yeah, uh, I, if I'm if I'm Yarmo, I'm trading for win now talent, and that's why that's why I entertain. I think like Calgary makes some sense to me, but I you know I don't know. But if 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 the Kings are throwing three of these prospects at me. <laughs> maybe like you know who knows uh, so i don't know you has got a tough decision to make over this course of this year and that's one th- one thing i've been reading too is reportedly uh you know pierre Luc dubois has said he wants this to happen sooner rather than later okay so which is just like gas on the fire like to me it's like i really don't want to be in columbus okay so trade me as fast as you possibly can and that just rubs me the wrong way a little bit but it reportedly that's what that's the case um so um there are reports that i don't want to go to work five days a week yeah i (laughs) I don't want to do it i'm gonna tell my boss uh, i just don't want to be in this club anymore (laughs) no i love my club um so let me ask you joey okay then let's let's finish this up here if you're yarmo kekalainen make the hot take call what happens with pierre Luc dubois by the end of the season do we trade him when do we trade him and, and what do you think we might get in return for him?
3: That's definitely a, That's hot, a take. hot take. That's that a hot take, man. We're we're calling it right take. here on the pod. Yeah. You heard it first. Yes. From Man in the My. Cannon,
1: this is exactly <laughs> what is gonna happen. Frank,
3: yeah. go. Okay. I think Pierre PLD plays about half the season, and we end up trading him for kind of a two for one deal. But uh I, I think we uh maybe one prospect, but we get Someone in return that is, uh, you know, already proven himself in the oh. NHL. That is my hot take. Hot takes. Yeah. You heard it this here first,
1: everybody. On Man in the Cannon podcast, coming at you from the D Gen Den. I am, again, Mr. Locon. Let's move on to our next segment here. <laughs> Let's talk about somebody who does want to be in Columbus. If didn't know. <laughs> yeah. I'm just reminding everybody, man. Oh, know? for sure. Yeah. For sure. Let's talk about somebody who does apparently want to be in Columbus, Oliver Bjorkstrand. Ugh. Love the guy right we talked about him a little bit last week uh but i think like literally as we were done finishing up that pod oh yeah daylight and a dollar short
2: for last week's pod we get done and like we wake up the next morning and then the deal's done and i wake up and i see that deal and i'm like are you kidding me we just we there was so much information that we could have added we got it now though That's but cool. we have it now We could have broke yeah. it live too uh, yeah
1: yeah we yeah. could have been yeah. coming at you <laughs> straight from the source like as it was happening but no, Oliver Bjorkstrand awesome okay 5 year extension 27 million dollars i saw like on instagram he was engaged he got engaged that day too or that night to his girlfriend too what a hell of a day
2: oh what a, yeah what a year day. for him it's like yeah. fantastic he's tweeted twice in like the last 4 <laughs> yeah. years yeah he only tweets when sp- he gets contract when <laughs> <extensions>. <laughs> only when he signs
1: his contract so <laughs> that's,
2: that's true whatever that's fine that's, if
1: if that's the only time i had to tweet that that we
3: all retweet his tweets <laughs>
1: yep every time that reminds us, uh, follow the Man in the Cannon pod on Twitter, at Man in the Cannon. Um, yeah, so Oliver Bjorkstrand, let's talk about him cementing himself in our lineup for the next five years. Uh, right wing, what a fantastic shot. Uh, we kind of talked about him last week, but, but, but now you add him to this core group of players that, we've, that we have now. Okay, yep. so we. Felino, Atkinson, Jones, Wierenski, uh, Bjorkstrand, David Savard. Yeah. Uh, hopefully we can throw Vladislav Gavrikov in that mix. You know, as I, I think s- we
2: will too. I, I I think I think Vlad will. You get. think we lock him up? I think we lock him. I up. I hope you're right. Yeah, I, I think, th- just watching him play, I just think he just has so much fun. Yeah. Like playing with our core guys. You when you when you see him score, he just has a good time. I just think he loves it. I think he would. I know I would be tickled pink if we locked him up. And i think he would be tickled pink too love him yeah thank you
0: love anymore. it what do you think about yarmo's strategy with this because obviously we still had Bjorki as a restricted free agent so this is not normally oh, his. We've bought
1: into his we've bought now into his unrestricted free agency years with this yeah. contract but right now he is a restricted free agent
0: yeah right that's what I mean. Uh-huh. Normally, this is not the deal Yarmo makes, right? Because he's still got him locked up for technically two years. You know, he can finagle that way. Well, see, and I think that rubs people the wrong way. Do we? Are we seeing like maybe a change in that? Like if we've got young guys that? Oh well, no, it's
1: not really. It's because he's offering people those deals. Okay. He's yeah. offering Josh Anderson Josh that Anderson deal. Anderson
3: had the same kind of
4: offer, but he tried like, to sign. We
1: right? tried to lock him up. We had. Uh, I saw. Uh, um, a tweet about Yarmo—the contracts that he had on the table for Pierre Luke's contract. This time, he had a two-year deal on the table. He had a three-year deal on the table, and he had a seven-year deal on the table. He's like, "We'll we'll pay you, dude. We'll pay you and lock you up right now for seven years, and we'll pay you max amount of money." But it doesn't. It didn't work. Yeah. Same thing with Artemi Panera. All he all tried to sign him to eight it? years. Yeah. Made him make him the highest-paid player in NHL history. He yeah. would have made more Orlando. money
3: in Columbus than New York. Yeah, Basically but was it? But was got, it always? Yeah. But was it always
0: too late? And a dollar short? Was it at the final, like, the final straw, or the final, like, year, half a year left on the deal? It could be. I yeah. mean, because that's the mindset
2: of the player. I mean, honestly, it's,
0: I mean, it's always you know, I I, I go back to the NFL because I'm an NFL guy. Uh, you know, you know, Aaron Rodgers is always locked up three years before his contract ends. You know, three, four years. You know, before before he's coming up for a new contract, we're already extending his contract. Well, sure. And, I'm, I'm sure. Yeah. And not a lot of people like playing in fucking Green Bay, man. It's cold, and mm. everything is cold up there.
2: I don't like Green Bay. I think a
0: lot <laughs> of it, but they like, love Green Bay. They
2: like playing yeah. for the Green Bay Packers, though. Like, like, like I said last week, I think a lot yeah. of it they're is like mindset paid. with these players. Mm-hmm. I think I think Bjorky loves the city. I yeah. think Bjorky loves the team. Loves and the four guys around him. I think guys like Brad and and Andy are just by the wind at the edge of their seat, wherever the wind takes them, you know, like a yeah. they're they're willing to just get up and go hop on the next train to the next city for some money and, and, and just go play. I don't, I don't think that they're worried about Bjorky could lock up and just retire a blue jacket. Same with Felino, same with cam, same with mm-hmm. Seth and, and Z, you know, they're, they're happy with that, but there are some, there are other players that they're like, I'll go to any city, you mm-hmm. know? And if it's like, Oh, this intrigues me now. I'm getting, you know, I'm getting offers from this city. Well, Let's go here, mm-hmm. you know. And I think that that has a lot to do with it. You know, they're not necessarily loyal, and lo- and loyal might might be the wrong word for it. But you know, they're not necessarily they're they're just willing to go anywhere.
3: And,
1: and let's see how it goes. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. I'm just glad. I'm <laughs> glad to have him locked up for some some me time too. here. He's yep. a fantastic shot. Yeah. So.
3: Yeah. Absolutely. I mean. I- I got to be honest, like in the beginning of Bjork's shit, I kind of have a love-hate relationship with the guy, right? Like early – I mean, he would do some really great things on the ice and then a couple boneheaded plays here or there. Sure. And then yeah. he would go through these just cold streaks where I'm like, why the hell is this guy is even – Yeah, super streaky, but he was, I don't know, He man. was his first couple of years for sure. You know, I yeah. think the past couple of years, especially towards the end of this season, I mean –
1: he was on his he way just, to scoring thirty goals. Right. He was yeah.
3: he was a guy we could count on for some goals. Yeah. And uh for, you and know a with team that, having an off year and some of the other guys not really being able to hit the back of the net. Uh Bjorke, like you said, his shot is excellent and he puts shots on net. He's not missing yeah. it wide left or wi- wide yep. right. He's yeah. putting it on the goaltender. Yeah, he's making the goalie work for it. Yeah. That's the thing.
2: And that was what I that's that's another thing that I always loved. It was like I had confidence that if he had the puck the goaltender at least had to, to work to block the shot. Oh yeah, you know, you know
1: Oliver Bjorkstrand's coming at you now. Right, exactly. If he's got the puck. Goalie's on high alert. Right, exactly. And, and I love
2: that. And I, man, yeah, he's talented. He's
1: a, I, he's a great addition. The, every great hour
2: that we get closer to puck drop on Thursday is just
1: pucks drop on uh, thursday <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> i'm so ready yeah man this is. Gonna i'm be excited
2: awesome. i'm excited to watch these guys play somebody other than the other side of their team
1: right they've been scrimmaging yep. each other and that transitioned perfectly into kind of what we wanted to talk about next and that is some of these inner squad scrimmages that they've been having during practice right um we're trying not to look too far into this right i don't want to be like oh my gosh mikhail Gregorenko's looked fantastic he's gonna he's going to kill it this year in the nhl like who knows like nobody has a clue but um we gotta we gotta take something away from it i mean they are playing nhl players i don't know and it's camp you know if you want to make yourself a name you gotta you gotta bring it during camp and you gotta look good in front of john tortorella so they score the final score the other night uh game was streamed if you didn't have a chance to catch it i got to watch most of it nine to four final so lots of goals. Lots of guys putting in putting in pucks. Bjorkstrands had a hat trick like twice in these scrim- scrimmages. Felino's had a couple hat tricks. Like everybody's having fun it looks like kind of, but they look they look kind of tired maybe a little bit. They're they're running ragged right now. It's camp Torts is running them through that grind of his camp. You know how hard <laughs> the famous uh, Tortorella. Tortorella
3: training camp. Yeah.
1: I don't know did they do the mile this year or the 6 minute mile I don't, I don't think know.
3: he put did. he put
1: him they he
2: put them through some absolute conditioning Oh yeah they I saw some pictures yeah. on Twitter and these guys were just all keeled over well I mean it's towards yep. a shortened off season shortened season he's like you know we, we got to get these guys ready yeah. Yeah. condensed yeah. he's like they were wait, talking about that being condensed
0: do. This year, um, on a different podcast, I was listening to, and they were talking about how it's kind of like the uh, like the Canadian Hockey League, except without the breaks. Right. Yeah. 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 Because so that's, that's how that's games. how the yeah. NHL is trying to sell it as like, oh yeah, it's just like we're just we're doing it like the Canadian Hockey League. Like, no, you're not. You're doing it like you're crazy. <laughs> like, there's literally <laughs> no breaks. You get a day off.
1: Nine to four final. I have written down here. Gregorenko looked good. So. He has looked good during camp. Uh, I actually think I saw him in pairings to, or in line, lines today. I think Portsline tweeted he was getting some looks up on that first line on the left wing. Uh, but, you know, we're not, again, we're not making any assumptions here or saying anything in particular. They're just, I think they're just looking at all of their options, obviously, during camp, seeing what they have in all of these guys. But one thing I am going to look into, though, and why I wanted to bring this segment up is because I feel like goalies are a little bit different. And you guys are going to find out throughout this pod that i have a weird thing for goalies and i just love <laughs> talking about the way jerseys, they play that's i sure. do i sure do uh so corpus Salo gives up nine in that game and merzlikens gives up four okay again probably not i don't want to make too much about it i'm not sitting here saying that corpus is terrible and he shouldn't start for the blue jackets but elvis merzlikens also in that shootout perfect in the shootout saved all five shots Corposalo gives up three out of five. Now, that being said, during that shootout, Corposalo went against, like, some of the elite scorers from the Blue Jackets. I think he went against Cam Atkinson, Pierre-Luc Dubois, and Max Domi. Those are (laughs) the three guys that scored on Corposalo during the shootout, okay? So, you know, take it for what it's worth. But, again, if I'm looking at it, I'm just like, he's just kind of looked a little bit shaky to me, you know? And so, I don't know. And then an article comes out today from The Athletic by Aaron Portsline about uh, his week his yearly article that breaks down the, the rankings of the NHL goalies. He anonymously asks general managers and coaches in the league to rank all 31 starting goalies from first to last. And it's and
0: amazing played, that he can get 31 yeah. <laughs> GMs to call him back on, on doing something like
1: It's really cool to see that <laughs> yeah. and like cuz you're like wow this That's, is coming straight from these yeah. guys but they keep it anonymous obviously so they don't right. Yeah, right, yeah, so yeah they yeah, don't yeah. ruffle any feathers. But they had Elvis Merzlikens listed in there at, like, I think number 13. Or, like, right in the middle of the pack, somewhere around there. And they were talking about how this kid's – one of the coaches said, this kid's going to win a Vesna at some point in his career. Like, the the league is high on Elvis Merzlikens, if not higher on him than I am. So, I don't know. And we didn't think that was possible, ladies and gentlemen.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. you don't Because you don't get much higher than than the four of us on him. I love him so much. And
1: I just – so, okay – Frank, let me ask. I you. don't
0: want to make too much out of it, Logan. Also, <laughs> yeah.
1: Logan. Also making everything out of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got the I got the thing here with like uh, an emoji that's like, you know, like, oh yeah, I told you so like, oh, shrugging shrug your shoulders or what? How would you describe this motion right here? <laughs> shrug. Uh, Bosa the, shrug. The, yeah, it's the literally hands, the booster yeah, shrug. Yeah, What's Bosa. it called? The booster the
2: shrug. shrug. Oh, the Bosa sh- literally yeah. all the people that listen to us right now yeah. are in Ohio and they know the Bosa shrug. Okay. We're Bosa shrugging right now. Oh my god, we thought we knew what they And our fans in LA. They I are guess, what maybe. we thought they were. <laughs> we are
1: what they thought they were. Um, Elvis, though, I'm not I'm not trying to make too much out of it, but I'm still saying that like the kid is gonna start this season, baby. I don't want
0: to make too much out of it, but I had this plan beforehand.
2: One through a party in the
0: county jail. The prison band was there! I mean,
1: how can you just not get excited about what's happening with Elvis Merzleken's right now? I mean, he's going to have a fantastic year. I think he's going to take over the reins as a starting goalie and it <laughs> maybe and sooner rather than later.
3: I, I mean, you look at last season, right? Obviously, Corpy was having, you know, an all-star. He I mean, he got uh, he got voted also to the all-star. Yeah, he's all-star. Steady Eddie. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and uh, you know, Elvis obviously, we all remember the uh, uh his uh First couple games as a blue jacket was um, uh, very it was uh, very <laughs> very, <laughs> very <too. laughs> concerning. Like oh, well, there goes our season. Frank's Frank searching we for good game. words to say yeah. that art like just. Frank, <laughs> do you
1: remember that we were at that Chicago game? He Corpusalo gets injured in, in the, the shootout. Overt- oh yeah, in the yeah, shootout. Yeah, because they let the it's a, that was a whole thing. John Tortorello was pissed because they left. They left too much time on the clock or something, and yeah, we, they, we scored they with like zero point two seconds left in the game, but it didn't count. Or I forget and it, it should have counted. So we had to yeah, go to a shootout was, with Chicago. Hollow gets injured in the shootout, and then first yeah, the first Patrick player Elvis Merce-Leakins, has to come in cold against Patrick Kane yeah, in a shootout. His, his first, and we NHL's lost the game. Sh- yeah. <laughs> it's just like okay, I don't blame the kid, but it's like yeah. then, then he had well, to go to Pittsburgh. Welcome to
0: the NHL, kid. Yeah. yeah. That, uh, Kane
1: puts his silky mitts on and throws a backhand right over his glove. Good Lord, I remember that. I was watched. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, filthy. that was
3: hard. Yeah. Anyway, Heartbreak. I'm
1: all on, I'm all in on Elvis this year. I think he's going to yeah, have a I fantastic Yeah, I too. Career. I mean,
3: to be honest, we saw a glimpse of greatness last year. Are we talking year? too
1: much about Elvis, <laughs> There's
3: no,
2: There's no such thing as too much about Elvis. Yeah. Right. I okay.
3: Mean, his name is Elvis. Well, we've talked about potential
0: trades with the goalies this sure, year, but yeah. – I just think it's the smart move is, is just to go with both of these guys because Corpy's just been steady Eddie. He's not like Elvis. He doesn't have that flair. You know, he didn't have what was it like four four or five shootout or uh, shutouts in yeah, a row. Yeah, he had a lot of shutouts. Yeah, Elvis. I mean, he just boom flashed, and but I think Corpy is still a guy that you know still offers you a tremendous. Value he gives you add. the chance
3: to win every night. Yeah. Yes, one hundred percent. You're looking for, especially this season, and the way that the schedule's developed, right? I mean, it's more back to backs than ever before. So, right. I yeah, mean, uh, not only back to backs, but you're going to be playing the, you know, back to back same team. Here's so.
1: the here's the wrench, though, because it's interesting to think about. Because I, I read an article that brought this up, and it kind of I didn't think about it that way. And we've been because we've been talking about the Blue Jackets as a tandem, and that or the Blue Jackets goalies as a tandem, and that's what tortorella has described and that's his plan generally but it's like i read an article that says like you know what if what if uh brayden holby playing for the canucks or something you know what if he gets on a hot streak and he has a shutout against edmonton and they play edmonton again the next night like who are you playing right. probably playing holby again and what if he what if he plays well again what if what if it turns into a little bit of kind of like a you know elvis plays for a a month and then maybe Corpusalo plays for like a month or, or that kind of tandem. Not necessarily like a you know, like a baseball thing where it's like one guy one night and the next guy the next night, but it's like more of a you know, these streaks where we allow somebody to take hold of the net for a longer period of time and then kind of give the other guy a break or or, or that kind of mindset. What do you guys think? Well, well about I'm also
0: that? of the belief of too much rest is sometimes not good. Sure, yeah, you, you know, want to get these guys playing. You got to get. You know, we you gotta used gotta get to be able to just lighter.
1: send Corpasalo back down to the AHL when we would do this with him and Bobrovsky, right? So that he could get some get minutes. Some, but we yeah. can't do that anymore right. with either of these goalies.
3: Yeah, you know, it's it's going to be interesting. It's uh, not to use an NFL reference, but it's going to be very similar to the you know the quarterback room, right? I mean, we got to remember too that um, you know this, uh, not quoting anybody, but. You know, goalies are very mental, so we need to really make sure, you know, basically there's got to be a lot of communication within that room if they know, hey, you know, we're going to, you know, Flip Flopia for for a good month or two. Sure, they for have sure. to be aware. They and have to know that exactly because uh, sure otherwise, I think it could be uh, be a disaster. But to your point, I mean, you got to ride the hot hand. I mean, Corpy came back from an injury of having his best career, but Elvis was on a roll, so we right. you know continued yeah. that you, you know yep. that streak until we had to make a change. Yep, you and
2: you ride him. I, I don't think you see more than like a three, maybe four game stretch, depending on how the games fall on days of the week with
0: what if we're winnings yeah and that's yeah you you brought up quarterbacks and it was like the chargers this year herbert yeah they're like tyrod's starter and they inject him with something and it (laughs) pierces a lung yeah (laughs) and uh you know the whole time anthony lynn's like oh tyrod's our starter tyrod's our starter but when it broke down and he started playing well he's like all right i'm back into a corner now i got to start this guy yeah, what if and that's the, the same thing' comes out and you have to do the same it's thing it's the same thing right? with a yeah. goalie same you thing. have sure. to keep you have to keep riding it because you take Absolutely. him out Ride that it that takes way, baby it takes out of your groove i would almost think even even without the you know the rest like eventually you need a rest like and but in your mind it's not like i'm on a rotation i just need a break mm-hmm. and well, mentally for a goalie i think that's kind of like uh anything else you know it's my job, but I am a little bit fucking tired. Yeah. I need a, I need a game off. Yeah. yeah. Let this and, guy come yeah. in. And I
2: think that's what that 3 to 4 game stretch is. I I think it's less like playing the not playing the hot hand, but just giving the man just giving the man a rest because yeah. you know, you could play eight games in 10 days based on this schedule. Yeah. You know, so sometimes you just got to give these guys a rest. Yeah, and you
1: can't be you can't be you can't be relying that heavily on one goalie, especially when you're just... So, yeah, I don't know. I was just curious. I'm I, 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 It's something I mean, that I've, I wanted to talk about brought up. is certainly yeah. an interesting th- point.
0: Yeah, And I think that's great that, we, you know, the goalie part, we do see that as that, as that function. Like, we need to play They're the best player. they both on board
1: with it, too, like reportedly. Yeah. Uh, the team is saying, you know, and, and they've said, Merzlikens and Corpusalo are both like, we know we're going to run, both of us this year. We're both here. We want to win just as bad as everybody else. So we're going to be here. And we're going to try to stop as many pucks as we possibly can. And yeah. they're both – apparently they they both get along
3: great. So. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, obviously that's that's very important. I mean, I think – so, Mr. Lokan, you said this earlier in the segment, and I think you hit it uh, right on the head is – I tend to do that. <laughs> every once in a while. Humble brag. But, uh, yeah. Humble brag. So, I, I think whoever we put out there, I, you know, I, I think we have a chance to win, which mm-hmm. years past, we definitely could not say that, right? Uh, so – It'll be interesting uh, to see. We couldn't
1: do it with maybe our backup, you know, we, yeah. all the years. He was a good backup, Curtis McElhaney, backing up Bobrovsky for years. But not not like this. No, not like not this. Not two, where you like, have, like, number ones. We yeah. have two number, two one, number goalies. one goalies. Like, Curtis right McElhaney was a backup goaltender.
3: Yeah. In the NHL, yeah. A yeah. yeah. like yeah. career backup. Yeah. Like, like He's good. He's yeah. good, but he's not a number one. And I think something we also need to kind of look as the season progresses and uh, obviously, you know, how the defense – how the defense responds to, uh, to the who's in the back of the net. Sometimes you can kind of see a team rallies around, you know, I mean, you look at, I mean, playoffs is a whole different animal, but, you know, Corpy gets pulled and Elvis goes in and the team just rallied behind that, you know, uh, in that win against Toronto. So Merzlikens
1: uh, almost lost us that game. You remember that? They, we gave up. Toronto scored like three goals with like two minutes left in the third period to tie it to take it to overtime. Yeah,
3: and he got pulled, right? And then he
1: got pulled, yeah. I, th- I think. They, I can't I think remember. Both exact. goalies
3: got pulled at yeah. different times in that Tortorello, series. Tortorella,
1: like, yeah, oh, I don't care. Um, You're out. Yeah. Okay. And so.
3: also, uh, Corpy did have a game where I think he almost had like 175 saves on that. <laughs> oh,
1: five yeah. They, I, overtime, keep so. God, yeah I
4: keep forgetting. God. It's kind of forgetting. ridiculous. So let
1: me tell you the story about, about that. I had to work so when i when this happens when i have to work late and the game's on i turn my phone off so that because i always record the games so i can get back and watch it on my own time and not get any updates like from somebody oh man hey did you see that sick goal or did don't you see text the, mr. Yeah, don't text mr locon during hockey games absolutely thank you can't state it more or or highly enough you have no idea who he is but don't text yeah. him okay but you so will. i shut my phone off and i get to the, i get home about i forget like 6 30 so i started the game and it was an early game so the game had started at like four i think something like that and so i get to the end of the third period and it was tied against uh tampa bay and my dvr cut off cut off the recording right there and i was pissed i was like damn it who win? who won now i got to turn my phone on and you know just find it on my phone and see who won boring like i don't want to just turn on my phone and be like oh we lost or oh we won but i ended up turning on my phone and it was like currently in the fourth inter overtime intermission i was like what the hell i turned my tv on i was like oh my god they're still playing <laughs> it was like eight o'clock the game had been on for almost five hours or maybe even longer but yeah crazy dude they played five overtimes last year against the tampa bay lightning and then think
0: just some I dumb. think for the extra overtimes, just take one more person off the ice. Just keep doing it until it's, it until, it's until, on it's, until, it's, until it
1: really is just a shootout. No, it's just goal, no, goalies.
0: Just go it's goalies, it's and goalies <laughs> against goalie. Goalie one-on-one. On one. One on Are one. you not one entertained? One. <laughs> yeah. I need to be in charge of the NHL. like that. The we got rules. it all figured
1: out here, Gary Bettman. <laughs> we do. Gary Bettman just obey, the Just made
0: the sport ten times better. And you don't have to have 175 goals. You can get them off the ice a lot quicker.
3: Right, it's, it's, it's
0: a health thing. It's a, yeah, it's a health thing. Pitch it as that. But uh, anyways. So
1: so the Blue Jackets signed Delzato to a professional tryout at the beginning of camp. Uh, Michael Del Zotto, veteran defenseman, played with John Tortorella or for John Tortorella with the New York Rangers when he was like 18 years old, just starting into the league. So kind of has a little bit of a history with Tortorella um reportedly they bumped heads obviously just like he did with everybody while he was in new york uh tortorella that is but he's back we signed him to a one-year two-way deal so he is grass ain't always greener yeah absolutely so we got him we got him for a year um and this is an interesting sign to me because right our defense is kind of kind of locked up at least a little bit so we got jones worinski locked set in stone Savard, Gavrikov, second pairing, absolutely, you know, another stamp on that. Um, but that third pairing, who you know, now we got we've got like four or five names that are going to run through that third pairing. I feel like throughout the beginning of this season, we're going to try to figure out who's going to take reign of that third pairing. We have Andrew Peak, Dean Kukon, right? Mm-hmm. Scott Harrington's still here. He'll, he'll eventually. I think he's coming up. He's going to be like one of the longest tenured Blue Jackets in Blue Jackets history crazy and he's been like very regular mediocre he hasn't been ever been like that good but he's
3: reliable no, it's, like the, it's like the cat with nine lives i feel like yeah. and, and i think that's what i kind of like about him yeah
2: you know he's just he's been there but he's been reliable i've never ne- we have other defensemen that just absolutely show out sure but as far as scott harrington goes he has just been
1: we put him in there and he, he does, does what we need him to do. things. Yeah. He does what we need him to do on I the mean, third pairing. Exactly. So
3: Nothing special. Yeah. Nothing no, great. No, yeah. he's, I mean, he's. But that's why I like him where home he is. on the third line. And yeah. A, a, you know, it's the the thing about the third line, and I think this is why we sign a guy. Uh, I'm going to, what's his name? Um, Michael Delzato. Yeah, Delzado, yeah. thank you. But, um, you know, if, if someone has a bad game, Torch is going to pull you. I yeah. mean, Torch is going to pull you, and he's going to mess with the pairings like he does until he finds what he likes and you know he'll he'll ride the the hot pairing until uh
1: yeah he's gonna flirt around in minutes with the all probably all four of these guys uh and then you also got to throw in and consider like gabriel carlson former first round pick of ours a young kid who they were real high on early and then they kind of lost some faith in him and he's been in the minors now and but apparently had a really good season last year with the cleveland monsters so they're looking high on him again but, yeah, this third pairing is going to be interesting to watch develop throughout the year. But here's my thing with Michael Delzado. And I think uh, Aaron Portsline brought this up, and I think it's a really, really good point. And I want to touch on it because what it does is he's he can play the power play. You know, he can quarterback the power play. So, what this is going to allow us, I think, is. It's going to give the power play the first power play unit a chance to keep jones and Warenski both on that first power play unit that way we don't have to split them up put one on the first power play unit and one on the second we can put both of them on the first and then let michael Delzado captain that second power play unit so ultimately i think that's the the strategy behind it and i think it's smart it might maybe give us somewhat of a decent first unit power play um mediocre Hope. can we just pray for like a mediocre <laughs> power play or maybe just a little bit better than the absolute worst power play in the league the past like two years straight it's been terrible
3: yeah it's uh <laughs> and hopefully uh well i i don't care who scores the goals, but hopefully we can count on some people rather than Seth Jones and Zach Warinski, uh to be some of our top goal scorers uh, for this upcoming season. So I I'm agree gonna, with you.
1: I'm not going to mind if Zach Warinski wants to be our top goal scorer, but it's like that's not what you really want. No, <laughs> you don't want a not, defenseman you, being your top goal scorer. Not you know, not we ideal, talked about it last week, but we need Cam Atkinson to be our top goal scorer. We need our elite core to be elite. Okay, So absolutely. that's just the way it is. We're going to move into hot ice. Hot ice. That's right.
2: Hot ice. I heat up the ice cubes. It's the best of both
4: worlds.
1: Hot ice, guys, coming at you live again here from the D-Gen Den. Sorry, we're not live. I keep thinking we're live, but we're not live. This is a podcast. It's being recorded. uh, But hot ice, right, where we give you nothing but hot, fresh takes here in the D-Gen Den on the Man in the Cannon podcast. First one I got for you is steaming. Zach Warenski wins a Norris Trophy before Seth Jones.
4: Yikes. Tell me
1: I'm wrong. That's hot.
2: <laughs> I I want to tell you you're wrong. As you've said
0: before, Mister Locon, they they they've been favoring the goal scorers, the the point getters. You know. Yeah. As far as defensemen go, um, is it
1: right? <laughs> I think he wants a beer. <laughs> <laughs> he's like uh, he does. He's yeah, he mimicking wants a beer. A beer. Okay, We're passing the beer was. along.
0: Uh, but, you know, they're, they're favoring the goal scorers, you know, the guys that get assists, the guys to get the points, you know, it, it just so happens. Why? Like,
1: oh, it's
2: frustrating. It is frustrating. frustrating. I think it's a media thing, too. Um, I don't I don't know why. And this could be completely just uh, there's no scientific analysis behind this. I think Zach since Zach took that puck to the face, <laughs> he has always gotten more <laughs> media attention since like that night. Like than yeah. Seth has. Yeah. Like, I don't know why. I don't. It's the media, um, but it just seems like Seth can have a great night, Zach can have a good night, and uh, Zach—I uh, mean, he gets the Zach coverage. gets the love, yeah. yeah you know, especially uh, from
1: I, the rest of the league. Yeah, yeah.
3: I, I don't know. It, Everybody
1: shits on Seth Jones, who who isn't from Columbus, and it drives. No, insane. yeah, and he's no, from he, Texas. That that article came out begin before the Toronto series. Some Toronto re- reporter wrote, yeah, he's like. Literally, like the title of the article was how Seth Jones was the most overrated defenseman in the NHL, like, and he broke that down. And I was like, "This is what Toronto people think. Like, this is what the rest of the hockey universe thinks about." we
3: beat them in the playoffs. <laughs> Absolutely, so, baby. That's
1: you know, right. That's it, what they it, get. That's it, what love, they get.
0: I love the extra fuel always. If you want, if you want to put some extra
3: fuel on our fire, put I put that it. chip on my shoulder, yeah. please. Yeah. Oh man, I can't wait till we can. Be back in the arena. And, so the uh,
1: Jackets reported this week that they are filing to, like the Ohio Department of Health or whoever they need to go through to apply for limited capacity at games coming up here soon. Yeah. One of the few teams that are going to be able, are trying to do that as of now. So, hey man, maybe we do get a chance to get back in there and watch a couple games. It makes yeah. you wonder what the price of a ticket's going to be. Like yeah. I mean, I actually
2: I actually called my <laughs> ticket guy because uh, I had season tickets for this season. And then they came out and they said, oh, well, as of right now, you know, our plan is just to roll over your season tickets to next year or you can get refunded. And I'm like, nah. I like money. So go ahead and refund me. If they let fans uh-huh. mm-hmm. into Nationwide, then I'll just buy single game tickets, you yeah. know, yeah. and then we'll I'll worry about season tickets
1: when they go back to a but full 82 game But it's like what if these game games season. are like $1,500 to get into?
2: Then I'll watch it at home yeah. or in the DJ <laughs> sure. Yeah, I don't know <laughs> about the uh, student rush anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. That $14 beer at Nationwide doesn't compare to the $19 for 30 beers that I get at the gas station. What if
1: Here's my thing. What if uh, what if the Jackets make the playoffs, we make it all the way to the Stanley Cup final and there's only you know 5,000 people allowed in the building and the ticket's 20,000. Well then I, uh, okay, well, I don't Mr.
3: have that money anyway. so I'm you And I have had a pact for I think about six or seven years now absolutely and we said we don't care when and where the jackets make the stanley cup finals we're going if the jackets win
1: a stanley cup i will be there in person to watch it okay that's just a fact if it's in winnipeg if it's in montreal if it's in vancouver and there has a, a chance to win the cup i'm there okay don't care if i gotta sell my house so too so be it don't really care <laughs> they make more houses every day <laughs> yes so. they make more money they print more every day so uh hot ice who's got my next one who's got a hot take for me i
2: know i my hot my hottest take would be that we move on from the second round of the playoffs this year
1: Ooh. okay yeah, yeah. So tell me more about that tell I, me why do you think why do you think the jackets have a chance in the playoffs this year
2: i i think our core i think Domi, I think, um, I don't know. I just, it, we it's get just over the hump. one of those things. Yeah, I think it's we finally get over the hump. And because we've been playing solid, solid through the first round, and yeah. then we hit a wall in that second round. I think we finally bust through the wall. I hope you're right.
1: Oh, no, yeah. I, I hope you're right. I hope
2: I'm right, too. Um, <laughs> but, I like, that's just my thing. Like, I'm going I'm going all in. We make it through the second round. We just round. pushed all
1: of our chips into the middle of the table that we yeah, have. For sure. The invisible yep. chips. And, and what chip what, what little chips cans.
2: I do have, <laughs> I'm pushing all my beer cans into the middle of the table. Uh, they're empty, but he's pushing them. They're <laughs> empties, but I'm pushing them. Uh, we we move through the uh, second round playoffs. You know, playoffs.
3: I think, uh, you know, to kind of piggyback off what you were saying, and um, it was a while back. It was kind of, I think, right after the season ended, but an NHL analyst, uh, you know, was talking about, the Columbus Blue Jackets uh, specifically. And, you know, it, it, teams do not like to play. I mean, we play a scrappy style. Yeah. You know, we, we protect protect the goal. We play physical defense. And, you know, we try to win scrappy kind of scrappy games. And uh, it, it's it's a it's a tough out for sure. Absolutely. Um, you team, want to teams that, teams that, like that fly don't like to play us. Yeah, absolutely. It's a right. different style. And, you know, we make uh, we, or at least we try to, you know, slow down the opposition and you know you kind of saw that and uh man we were we were pretty close uh against boston uh, yeah again again, yeah
0: my hot take uh piggybacks off of this so uh we broke down the central division in uh in last week's episode and we talked about how we had both stanley cup final teams right uh in our in our division yep i still think we come in second
1: got it love it and i just
0: and i just think it's goaltending I think it's all built off goaltending. Ben Bishop's out for at least the next couple months, Um, and and, you know the Hurricanes' goaltending is probably their worst aspect on their team. Peter Mrazik, average.
1: So I think
0: Corpy could go there and start day one. Oh, that's uh, yeah. You you know, you know what I'm saying. So I think those are the three big. And the Predators, I think they're just getting old. Um, You know. Uh, they, they. I think they lost their goaltender. I think they're going with uh, Jari this UC, year.
1: You see, Soros, Soros,
0: yeah. Soros. That's right. Well, that's uh, the
4: Starter? Hmm.
3: That's the starter for Nashville. Yeah. Yeah. Right now. Yeah.
1: yeah I think. I think. I that's, think they're rolling with UC I, Soros. Okay. I think. I mean, that's from what I've seen. Yeah. So um, who knows? Yeah, yeah. I don't
0: know. It's a it's a different Predators team that uh, than a couple years ago when they were at the top of the top of the conference. Okay. So
1: yeah. Hot ice, baby. Liam Foodie leads the NHL in shorthanded goals. <laughs> Let's talk about steaming takes. So here's my here's my thing: is they've been working Liam Foodie on the power or the penalty kill. Tortorella's been saying how they want to look at him there because the kid is lightning fast. Okay, super fast. Young kid out of London, uh, Ontario, and he's just it's I don't even know how to explain. It. He's like a getting shot out of a cannon. But you put him on the penalty kill, right? Maybe he. If he gets a puck tip, then it's off to the races, man. You know mm-hmm. and that's what you need on that penalty kill. When you're down a guy, and you have the ability to put somebody out there in the front, who maybe can get a deflection and then chase the puck down. Then he, you know maybe you got those defensemen on their heels. They're skating backwards, trying to get to the puck. Foodie snags it up, gets into the zone. Maybe ha- maybe he has some looks this year. I'm going with Liam Foodie. Leads the NHL in shorthanded goals, baby. Going to be fantastic to watch. I'm rooting for him.
0: Like yeah. the breakdown there because obviously on the power play, the opposing team is being super aggressive. So that's really the only way of, of getting those shorthanded goals is be quick, be To fast, be on the penalty kill.
1: Yeah. Be, yeah. be there. It's like
3: a faster Cam Atkinson, and Cam uh, likes to uh, score some shorties as well. Cam
1: is also a fantastic uh, on shootouts as well on, on breakaways. So yeah, hopefully he can tap into that. Anybody else? Got any more hot takes, sizzling takes for me? Huh? Coming at you, baby. I got one more. I will win the Chell World Championships before Emil Bemstrom scores 20 goals.
0: For everybody that doesn't know what that is, including myself, what is the Chell –
1: Chell is uh, the NHL video game, man. It's like okay. a... Chell is a community, right? You, oh, if okay. you play Whatever. NHL, you call it Chell. Sort of. Uh, I mean, yeah. idiots and... You know, kind the of, young hmm.
3: kids these days call it Chell. It, it, oh, it's, it's like a hipster thing. It.
1: Yeah, it's definitely a, a hipster thing. Is it, it a TikTok thing? Is that <laughs> where <what> it started? <laughs> it might be a TikTok. I have uh, no idea. No. It may be
2: streamed on
3: TikTok. I, I have found myself
2: TikTok? deep into some hockey TikTok, so <laughs> I, I don't know how bad. the algorithm works, but it uh, seems like every third video... I get, I get some they know. young guns. They just know you. Some, some punkies. Oh, but so a know.
0: crossover, actually, because we were talking about uh, NHL. Um, Robbie, on the football podcast, actually loves playing NHL.
1: Dude, NHL is the Great best game. video game. I will <laughs> fight anybody to the death. We can do that for a segment. One of these days. We just break down, talk about NHL or, or sports video games. Dude. The video okay, let's let's podcast. break let's talk about let's talk <laughs> about Chelsea for pod. a second. I know yep. Joey or Frank gets on gets on and messes on the sticks with NHL so. Yeah. This latest game that they have come out with is leaps and bounds so better than better. NHL 20.
3: So much better. Um, you know,
1: If you pushed R1 in NHL 20, you were penalty. getting a 2-minute penalty. Penalty. If you pushed the button, you were getting a tripping call. That's um, just they that's what they did. They engineered that into the game and they they've backed off on that a little bit this year.
3: Yeah, and to be fair, um myself and uh, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Locan and I might be a little biased because we both were absolute dog shit in the previous version of NHL. I was so bad at that And um, Couldn't take we're, it. we're a lot okay. better uh, at this go around. I don't so. understand
1: why I was so bad. Dude, I would get my ass kicked every night. Yeah. You log in, I'm like, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try again. I'm going to try to pull one out here. I would get like killed like seven to two. Get yeah, my would, ass kicked. Uh, just not even close. Was, I don't fun. know what wasn't that fun. game is about, it was, dude. It, wasn't it's fun. But it's luckily evolved.
3: we have a new version. And we never have to play the old one again.
1: EA Sports. I I like what you're doing. I like the way the game is going. Um, I feel like it's coming into fruition to be more of a a younger generation style of game. It's it's a lot more fast. It's definitely a lot easier to score goals in in lots of different particular ways. And sometimes that pisses me off, you know, when I'm playing and some guy just throws one in and some crazy shot goes in. I'm like, but at the same time, like I, I sometimes I do that and it's like, oh, that was sweet. So, yeah, yeah. it it's, always keeps me coming back for more. So, Love that the, video hot, game.
0: so the hot take was <laughs> <laughs> let's get back to the, uh, the hot take here. Yeah, Go ahead. So you uh, tell us
1: why you hate Emil Benstrom. Man, that's such a <laughs> strong word. Because you're right, the, the hot take was throwing Emil Bemstrom in the dirt.
2: Directly under the bus. Yeah. He's right here as a
0: goal scorer. You're yeah. telling us that you're gonna be the best Look, NHL. I'm all for player Emil Bemstrom he, but he's
1: he's got it I, I feel like I'm being too hard on the kid. I really am. That's
0: what it's hot ice is here for. Hot it's I, for that's, the that's hottest true. of takes. He, and you were trying he, to he was a rookie right. He doesn't NHL actually skills. hope that this happens. No. It's just he what he
2: also yeah. do they call it the chelly? Do you win the Chelly? No, I don't. I Ah, have no idea. Shout out to uh, Top Shelf Cookie. Maybe we can get uh,
4: get him on the show one more. Top Shelf
1: Cookie. Uh, He was former world champion. Okay. But yes. I was going to say, like, shout out to top guys or what? Top Shelf Cookie? Yeah, absolutely.
2: Unbelievable.
1: Well, maybe he was
0: like you guys and he just took a step back on the last game because it was dog shit.
1: Yeah, maybe. Could be. That's. Maybe he's going to get back into the into the into the. Either you guys want to come on. 21.
2: Well, uh, <laughs> we'll have the D-Gen people call your people. Yeah. We can. And, we can, uh, and you uh, can do a explain while why.
1: Joe, while Frank and I play a game, we could do that. Yeah. yeah. The 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 live stream <laughs> that on the
2: on the tubes.
0: Now is NHL no, real quick real quick is yeah. NHL fun to play with like another person to have like two people on the ice at the same time. So
1: the, probably the most fun uh, couch co-op game that you can play sports-wise. Absolutely
0: hands down. I mean cuz like football is insanely like it's hard, like, it's yeah. hard and it's uh, not fun. You, not can't can't do it. It. you feel like you have to like force it. You can like, play, you can play like against one. each other kind yeah. of a yeah. little yeah. bit
1: more easy. But NHL makes it f- five people or six people on the same team. You know, you can and they make it easy to do. Like the old ladder. land parties, yeah. Like you just get like yeah. you could have six of your six, guys, six, six guys on the couch come over and you guys, you know, and they do that. You know, oh. they have tournament. E A S H L has tons of tournaments like that. It's a lot of fun, man. It's a really cool game to play. So I, I always got to give a shout out to my my NHL squad. If you don't play NHL and you like video games, I would recommend it, man. Give it a shot. It's a fantastic game to play, uh, and it's because it's a joystick game. You know, a lot of you people don't
0: know. like soccer, love FIFA. Absolutely, absolutely, same, <laughs> same, thing. same, same thing. thing. All right,
2: Emil Benstrom, why do you hate him?
1: I don't hate him. I, I <laughs> just, I feel like it's not, it's he's not not way he more confident him.
2: in himself than anything, yeah, I guess. No, that's true. <laughs> maybe, maybe it is. No,
1: I, I just, he's, he had a, he, all you hear about this kid is his, he's coming in with this wicked Ovechkin one timer or this wicked Ovechkin slap shot or, you know, one of these things and, and I just you, you watch him last year and he's he's given so many opportunities, especially on the power play. And he's lining up there on the left circle and he's getting those looks and he's firing wide. He's firing high. He's just not really that close. Now, I keep talking crap about him, but he had ten goals. So as a rookie with ten goals, that's that's a pretty if 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 I was gonna score ten goals my rookie season in the NHL, I'd be fine with that. But the thing is, is that's not what we need from him. You know, we need I need 20 goals from this kid. I need him to score me some goals, especially on the power play. That's where I want him to play uh, and have that definitive role is on the power play.
3: Yeah, no, I, I mean, I can't, I can't argue with him. I, or, or argue with you, but uh, I'm going to throw another hot take out. Absolutely, of counter. Uh, yeah, make it sizzle. But uh, Benstrom sizzle. has a breakout season this season, I, and I here's love why. It. I. Look, you know, a lot of hype with this kid, right? You look Absolutely. at his shot and when he unloads on it, it's wicked. Yep. I mean, it's it's an Ovechkin esque type of shot and you know when he lines it up and gets a hold of it, I mean, he, it's going to go past anybody, but yeah. you know, to your point, he needs to just put it on net. And yep. I think uh, you know, he's a rookie, he's still, you know, growing pains, learning the mm-hmm. NHL speed and uh to be fair, we uh, to don't... To be uh, fair. To be fair. Uh, oh, yes, I love that. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's not... Uh, it, maybe if we had a Panarin, you know, that is throwing these uh, darts of passes for, you know, really good one-timers.
1: Yeah, we got to have somebody put it on his stick. Yeah, I mean, I mean you yeah.
3: know, one of uh, passing isn't our uh, our strong suit, and uh, hopefully uh, maybe a Adome or somebody on the power play can get him the puck and really unload these one-timers
1: that's it for hot ice ladies and gents uh moving on our next segment here is we're gonna call this one what the hell is icing you know uh new segment new segment trying it out here we're gonna maybe talk about something new to the game or interesting to the game that a lot of people might not know about or we're gonna try to incorporate this as it pertains to strategy during a game as the games play out this year so
0: and we'll use (laughs) examples from like you know, because obviously this is going to be a weekly podcast. So from the week that we watch, maybe something comes up, and this is pretty much going to be on me because I don't know a lot about hockey. Um, I asked Logan a lot of questions, and that's why. And this was one of the first ones. What the hell is icing? You know, what? Why do we call that? And I think um, that and like offsides was a big reason that I even got. Okay, this is interesting. Once
1: you understand offsides and icing, dude, it's you understand why the game is played the way it's played and how the puck and why the puck moves the way it does. Um, but this week we're dedicating it to talking about the taxi squad, right? First of all, what is a taxi squad? If you play fantasy football, you might be familiar with what a taxi squad is. It's kind of a, you know, a list of guys that you can kind of keep on your roster that uh, other guys can maybe steal from your team, but they're kind of there – in case you might need them sometime in the long in the long term future, uh, good elite talent that you want to draft and kind of hold on to early, uh, but that's that's not what it's going to be this year in the NHL. The NHL is allowing a ta- each team to have a taxi squad with them this year, and it's due to the the circumstances that we're dealing with here, right? With the with the coronavirus, unfortunately. Um, and what it's going to be is is a list or a group of I forget how many players. I think it's like six that are going to get to travel with the teams uh, and, and be on the you know the roster per se but they're not going to be active during a game but here's i think where it's going to come into play is well real
0: quick they are protected too like they're, they're right.
1: You can't like snag somebody off of somebody else's taxi because if people
0: squad. are familiar with practice squads and stuff like that, a lot of times you know they're not on your squad, so right. another team can sign them. to their active roster, active roster, sure. Yes. That's but right. these guys Very are per- these guys are protected. Not
1: the po- not gonna not the case with this type of a taxi squad. It's going to be a squad that travels with the team, and you can plug in a guy from that squad if you have to. Like if you. You know, let's say your top two defensemen test positive for COVID or something. Right. And then you're like, well, crap. Well, you know, you have some kind of reserve players that you can throw into the lineup if you have to. So that's the idea of this taxi squad. And that's kind of what's been what's going to happen this year with that uh, with that idea. But we kind of got an idea of who's going to be on our taxi squad this year. Um, All of these players were just placed on waivers. Uh, that's the other, that's, that's, the, a, that's yeah, the thing, is you'll yeah. have to, in order to be placed on the taxi squad, you'll have to clear waivers. To be, You have to, you know, kind of be sent down to the taxi squad. So you'll have to be placed on waivers. So during that waiver period. You're not protected. You're not protected. Right, absolutely. Somebody could snag you. Here's my question, which I don't know the answer to, okay. is uh, let's say, right, let's say we have Nick Felino test positive for COVID or something, and right. he's out for a week or something. So we add Nathan Gerby to our lineup from the taxi squad. When we're done and Felino's back, do we do we have to place Gerby back on waivers to and go back clear. down to the taxi squad since he's already done it because it just happened? I think I think you do. I think if you're bringing a player up to play, you'll have to promote him to the active roster. And then in order to send him back down, he'll have to clear waivers again.
0: You got to fire his ass. Yeah.
1: So. It's gonna be, be, be a rough.
0: It's gonna be a rough. It's gonna be a rough test. You yeah, know, it's, it's, an it's brand tidbit It's in brand the league new this year,
2: especially for the players that if they do get a hot hand coming off the taxi Sure. What squad? if Ruby's sure, sure, in here and he's right? And he lucky, fired like he's kind of been he Like he could right do, Yeah. I mean,
0: then you demote somebody else.
1: Could be. Could be. You send Maybe send somebody else to the taxi squad. Yeah. But then they then then they run the risk of waivers. Crazy. Subject to waivers. It's gonna be. It's gonna be crazy. But anyway, our taxi squad is seeking to or kind of shaping up to look somewhat like this. Uh, Bayreuther, Adam Clendenning, Zach Dalpy, Nathan Gerby, uh, Cam Johnson, one of the goalies we signed, Stefan Mateo and Ryan McInnes. Um, I, really, the only players that I want to touch on here is Nathan Gerby. Um, <laughs> got, who doesn't love Nathan Gerby? I mean, my God. We all love Nathan Oh, everybody yeah. Everybody loves this guy, right? This NHL, pod stands for Nathan Gerby. Absolutely. Little guy. Yeah. But token, man, he'll punch token, in the face. Token short guy, yeah. And he's got a. He, he, I've watched him in camp a few times. He's got a decent shot. He's scored some goals for us last year. You know, he's yeah. not without NHL talent.
3: No, he's been around for a while. He knows what he knows what to do in a lot of situations, and he plays smart hockey. And that's you know, sometimes that's <laughs> that's all you need in some of these situations.
0: It's an underrated aspect that you know it, it, it doesn't come uh, without a price. You know, not being great at anything, but yeah. you know, being that. And, and I think that's why he's not on an active roster right now. Uh, Every team but
3: I, needs a Rudy, and he's our yeah, Rudy.
1: he's our Rudy. You know a name that has not they haven't placed on waivers yet? Because I'm, try, I'm trying to think of it and add it up right now in my head, but I can't. And, and they haven't added uh, Kevin Stenland. They haven't sent him down yet. I think he's still on the active roster. So it makes you think, are they rolling into the season with Kevin Stenland on, on their active roster? At least I, I think. I could be wrong, but... That's certainly interesting. He's been, he's been fantastic whenever we've called him up. You know, he had a couple big goals for us yeah. in the playoffs in the, oh, yeah, on the power did. play. Yeah. So uh, you got to love these guys. So, But, yeah, that's kind of all I wanted to touch on. That's the taxi squad. That's kind of how that's going to work uh, and kind of operate this year. We'll see how it plays out. Let's talk about some of these guys. I just want to throw out some names, okay? I'm just going to throw, throw you a fastball. Yeah. And you hit it back to me. Tell me what, what kind of year do we need these guys to have? Liam Foodie first and foremost i think liam foodie has the chance to cement himself in our fourth line the thing is is it's like he's so good and so fast and so young that it's like if he starts playing well you, you you want him on the ice more you don't want him on the ice 10 minutes a game playing fourth line minutes yeah you want to throw him up in there into the third and second line and get him some get him some real action um, so, uh, Liam Footy could have, could have an interesting type of year because he, he's so good, but it's like you don't want to put him on the fourth line because he's not a fourth liner. Yeah. But I, and,
2: I, and I think you need to be fluid with some of these guys. I think that some of these, some of these guys, Footy, Bemstrom, things like that, um, I think these guys we have to be fluid with, get them the minutes that they deserve sure. if they're earning them. Yeah. You know, especially if it's winning us games. We've got 56 games this year. We do not. This is not a standard year. Right. You know, we've got to maximize our opportunity with the 56 games that we're giving in the crunched amount, amount of, of time, time sure. that mm-hmm. we're also given,
1: you know. So if it it's coming at you fast, you got to score. You got to get points and
2: you got to get them early. Hey, you can't and you have
3: really enough, you know, two weeks or no, sure, at all. Slow. At oh. all. I mean, if Keep you've got your, running.
2: if you've got our star second line guys that have just worked their tails off the last three games, you know, maybe maybe it is time that these fourth line guys that have been showing out during those games, maybe you move them up, give them some more minutes, give them some more minutes, and yeah. and let them take some of the brunt when we're on this long stretch of games. Sure. Okay, you know, I like it.
0: It's well, you, you asked what, what we're looking to see out of these guys, so I don't think it's out of the question to think he can't work his way up with. In front of you know, looking at the Jenner, uh, Grigorenko, you know, that's just a popular name right now. He could always you know suck when he when it comes to actually playing actual sure. games. Yeah, so you, to you not think that he can like this in. Yeah, to jump up to the to the third line is yeah. not outside of the mm-hmm. question. I think that's what he, I think that's what we need him to do this year. Is you know, score in the fourth
3: on the fourth line. And work your way yeah, up. And I think we you know, we've seen it time and time again, especially with Tortorella at the helm, uh y- you know, these in game adjustments. I mean, you know, the lines are announced, we're all I mean, and he's changing oh, them is on the why I mean, he's not yeah. afraid to I mean, if if you're playing well, he'll he'll keep you out there, he'll move you up, he'll make all these adjustments. So it'll be very really interesting to see. I mean Torts is pretty high on on Foodie, I think. Absolutely. And I think yeah, as, I, he and should I, be. as he should be. Yeah. Like you said, he's Fast as hell or fast as lightning, bro. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've talked about
1: out. we've talked about Emil Bemstrom. We won't touch on him anymore. Riley Nash, okay, fourth line centerman. <sighs> I just find him to be incredibly boring to watch. Like he's just, <sighs> I want him. To, I need him to score. He doesn't score but torts is like oh i love riley nash because he gives us what we need he's a vet like solid down the middle solid defenseman like defensive centerman i'm just like ugh. okay all right I cool all yeah. right cool
0: they're not going to score for two minutes Cool, yeah, get off the that's eye. exactly <laughs> right
1: yeah i don't know maybe foodie helps him uh open that up a little bit maybe eric robinson has himself a little bit of a breakout year another big guy with with incredible speed I just, Riley Nash, I need more out of Riley Nash, right? He doesn't score goals.
3: No, he just seems like a body out there sometimes, and I get pretty frustrated with him because, like you said, he's. I, I, I don't know what he's, what's his. Uh, what are you is doing? He I might
4: is, not, get is he trying,
2: trying to, trying to score goals? I honestly he, might get more hyped when he does score a goal or than anybody else or even when he gets an assist because, like, I don't expect that, you know? Like, he's out there I on the ice, and I'm like, oh, here we go. And then, you know. A play happens, and he and he either scores a goal or makes an assist or something, and I'm freaking out because like I expected everyone else on the ice that at that moment, but him to do it. So,
1: and so the last right this last segment too. here, let's let's talk about <laughs> let's talk about these two games coming up at Nashville, and then uh, let's also add in the two games coming up at Detroit because you know we're gonna do this weekly. We're gonna talk about the games that we're gonna play. Uh, coming up and we're going to talk about the games that we've already played that we haven't talked about yet so we haven't t- played any yet so we don't have any to talk about there but we got four games coming up on the road two at detroit or two at nashville two at detroit so let's break down some of these upcoming games that we got here we're going to start the season at nashville two games in nashville coming off of that we're going to detroit for two games so uh frank i'm going to turn it over to you real quick tell me wh- what do you think's going to happen to nashville
3: yeah you know i mean nashville we, nashville and the jackets they always seem to have close battles now this is going to be interesting being the central league that uh you know we'll play them multiple times usually on a regular nhl season right because we, we usually only play them twice play a them, year yeah once or twice i know last year we, i think we only played them once and we ended up winning three to two or four to three one of those uh, you know a close tight-knit battle now I, you know Nashville I think had a disappointing year. I mean, uh they lost in the opening uh the same round we were in, but they lost to Arizona, uh the Arizona Coyotes. So, yeah. You know, they they're, they're going to be yeah. they're going to come out firing, I think. Uh did, did they name a starting? Uh, Patrick Renee
4: and who else is the going, Peca I think Renee they're going and, with
1: UC uh, Soros. Yeah, that's okay. what I, I heard too. I think that's who they're rolling with. So, okay. Yeah, I think they're going to have him in goal, which okay. is going to be interesting because this is really going to be his kind of first first, yeah, first year really taking the helm of that team. So
3: yeah, and you know, uh, Reine's not you know he's not a slouch, so he's obviously Absolutely not. To be,
1: good. God, um, former but, uh, uh, former Vesna winner. I think he's one of Vesna. If not, he's been in the finalist category multiple times. Yeah. but he's just getting old. Yeah, uh, you know that's okay. But he's he's getting do up there. Th-
0: do you think Nashville's in a rebuild type of year, especially with Soros
1: starting? I don't know if it's a like a rebuild because they still have good players on that team. They're not like yeah, they still they're not got like Johansson, selling Duchesne. Johansson, they're not selling Duchesne. You know, they still have some decent centermen uh, and they got Philippe Forsberg on the wing. Um, so yeah, they still have some really good guys. I don't know if it's a rebuild, but I just feel like they had kind of a strange sort of down year last year. I do think they're going to be decent. Yeah. You know, you could – expect this is a team that went to the Stanley Cup final a few years ago. Yeah. Uh, I think, what, like five or six years ago? I can't remember, but
3: – I don't even think it was that long ago, to be honest. I-
1: so they're, they're there. You know, they have the ability to have a decent squad, so – i don't know i'm interested to see kind of right out of the gate how we square up against nashville i think it's going to be a good game good test yeah
3: then yeah. i'm kind of glad we're you know starting with nashville right i mean i think it's uh two league contenders right off the bat so like you said we kind of see how we match up i mean yeah. i think uh our styles are are very similar um and that's why i think every time we match up against them it's a tight-knit battle so i mean i it, it Easily a one-goal game, I, I see it. So Dog fights in Nashville. Uh, absolutely.
1: That's the title of this episode, yeah. dog fights in Nashville. Dog
0: fights in Nashville. I like that a lot. So we got them Thursday, and then we got them on Saturday as well. Yeah. So this is not a back-to-back. Who do you expect to be in goal for us? <laughs> you know what I'm saying, bro. <laughs> Cue the
2: music. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right? Uh-huh. His blue suede
1: <laughs> his blue suede skates. You're growing out the
3: sideburns a little bit. I'm
1: That's just right. say I will say it until I die. I'm I'm playing Elvis Merzlikens, um, but who knows, man. You know, who who knows what John Toro is gonna do. He could roll with Merzlikens uh, Thursday night and then roll with Corpus Salo Saturday night. Or the or the opposite. Either way. Mm-hmm. I
0: don't I don't try to get in the mind of torts.
4: That's a dangerous place. That's it a is, dangerous place.
3: I think one factor, too, that uh, it, it's going to be interesting, and obviously it's not this game in particular, but as the season goes on, I mean, you know, you kind of talk about home ice and really tough places to play, and obviously with uh, zero capacity to potentially limited capacity. You know, Nashville – um, historically, it is a tough place to play for, sure. for uh, visiting And that teams, might be a little different this year. It's going to be a lot different with no one in the stands. Uh, and, I mean, obviously, lucky for the Jackets being the visitors, I mean, I don't think will play a big factor a lot of things uh, are going to change for these teams because they're not going to you know pretty diehard crazy great fan base down there so ever
1: since they went to that cup final that team has been rallied around obsessed with the with the predators yeah right down you know what a great town that's a fun place to go watch a game if you ever get the chance to do it fun town to be and the stadium's right there right right on Broadway down there oh man
2: I was just down uh in Nashville um like a year ago right before all the COVID hit and it was it was nice like, I was standing really cool. on, I, I was standing in the upper deck of uh, Jason Aldean's bar, and you just look over, and there's the arena. It's like, let's and go it's to a like, game. Wow. And then
1: afterwards, we're on Broadway. We're, on, it's on, it's we're like, literally just on
2: Broadway. <laughs> like, there's literally, there's it's probably no better setup of arena to downtown area it's really than, cool. than Nashville, except for Columbus. Yeah. Yeah. Columbus is obviously our <laughs> best.
1: Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
3: But close too.
1: Then we go to Detroit. Okay. Detroit was horrible last year.
3: Definitely a rebuilding.
1: Really bad. I can't, like, I can't understand how they were so bad. I mean, I guess I can understand it, but man, they were bad. They were so bad, hard to watch. We went to a game. We watched them play the Columbus Blue Jackets last year. I think we won that game one to nothing. Yeah. Stingy, kind of not much going on there. But um, I don't see Detroit doing much this year uh, again. So they've got a couple good pieces. Who they uh, starting in goal? I can't even remember. Uh, Thomas Grice? I think they got Thomas Grice. And I think they might be oh, so thinking about rolling uh, with him. Yeah. I think he, that's right. decent. Check uh, me on that. Look me up on that one. I'm not positive. Yeah. I, Whatever. You
3: know, what's very interesting, like you said, I mean, obviously we're kind of shocked that we're like, man, because we're used to saying, oh, yeah, Detroit, they're going to make the playoffs, which is very annoying. Oh, but, uh, I'm so glad that we're not saying <laughs> yeah, that anymore. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very nice to uh, not say those words. But Listen, uh, if
1: you go to the Columbus Blue Jackets games... Because you got to understand, if you were a fan of hockey before 2000, the year 2000, and you're in Columbus, you're likely either a Chicago Blackhawks fan, a Detroit Red Wings fan, or a Pittsburgh Penguins fan.
2: Yep, I was I was a Red Wings fan. So
1: when those teams come to Columbus, right, those teams fans are already living in the city. Yep, uh, they show up. So I had to sit there and listen to the Detroit fans for years, and I'm just I'm over it, and I'm kind of glad that they suck. Yeah. So I don't really care. Boo hoo. Who, you made the playoffs for what, like 25 years in a row? <laughs> it's over. Rain's over, baby. Sit at the bottom of the league and enjoy it down there for a couple of years while while we're up here battling for, for some meaningful hockey.
3: Yep. And, uh, you know, what's going to be interesting about uh, playing Detroit early on in the season, we got to think about this too. The teams that did not make the bubble have been out for almost a year. Now, oh granted, gosh, yeah. granted, the players, you know, they're they're playing different leagues and they're – Home cities or maybe some national teams or, or what have you. But the Detroit Red Wings have been gameless for almost a year. So it's going to be interesting to to see point, uh, how they come out. I mean, with a limited offseason with the teams, you know, only a couple weeks before the season. But I don't know, Mr. Locon, I mean, these two games at Detroit, I mean, it's almost – I don't want to say it this early in the season, but, I mean, these, these are points we must, gotta win We, we, we got to have.
1: we got to have them. Yeah, absolutely. So, okay, four games – on the road, start off the season. How many points do you think we're getting in these four games? Real
3: quick, yeah. Did fact check
0: it. It's got to be either Grice or Jonathan Bernier.
1: Okay, they're going with Grice.
0: Yeah, That's. I mean Bernier played last year, but I mean like obviously the Red Wings weren't good and they he were was, terrible, and he yeah. was probably Grace. Grace has
1: had some good years uh, in he's the NHL. Yeah, he's pretty good. He's I he's one
0: of them. He's one of them career backup guys. That's just like been the second a good second option. You know, was if he you, on the Islanders? Where was yeah, he? Yes. he played
1: for the Islanders. Yeah. It was him and uh, uh, Varlamov him. Semyon Varlamov, I think, for a long time. They kind of ran a tandem over yeah. there on Long Island for a while, and they were pretty good with with it. He, he played well for him. So maybe Detroit Titan or uh, figures out their goaltending a little bit this year, and maybe they get a little bit better. But. Uh, again, I just feel like these are both of those games. You have to come away with at least two, you know, two points. Can't right. really get any more than two points. So I don't know why I said at least two, but well, we play two points. So we'd like, right. need four. So, okay. Out of these eight games, I'm okay. Getting six points. I'll, I'll live with six points. It's four games. It's okay. Four games, six points. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, I think we can get seven though. I think we should at least get seven. So yeah, we talked, be- we, we talked about it
2: pre-pod and, uh, I think the consensus was we we want seven. We want se- coming home for the for the first home ice game of the season. I think uh, against a, Tampa. Yeah, I think it's pretty collective that that we want seven points. That's gonna be fun. Yeah. What, what if are, we
1: roll in there? What if we roll in there with eight points and we're four and zero oh as, as we come home to <laughs> be, to to play Tampa
2: Bay? Bring it on. Then I'm at, you know rock hard thinking about it, ready to rock and roll. But uh, like we said, seven points. I think. Um, and I actually brought this up. As soon as they had announced the schedule, I was looking at it. It's actually the background of my phone now. Um, I was actually thinking when I looked at it, Mr. Loken, uh, do you see any disparity out of this schedule? Anything kind of crazy about it, kind of a little weird? And he was like, no, what, do you, what are you seeing? And I'm like, we don't play on Wednesdays this year. Yeah. There's not a single Wednesday game this year. Not one. So we'll be recording on Wednesdays. Not one Wednesday. I, hopefully, game. ideally, that's so. The, what's yeah, the, yeah. so I that way it. we can cover. Yeah, so um, pretty wild. I thought I was like, wow, not not one Wednesday game. You look at it, and it's just all Thursday, Saturdays, Sundays, Tuesday
1: type deal. Not it's because Wednesday, Wednesday hump thing. day, man. we got other things to do on Wednesday. Yeah. Humping. We've got, we got to a do. hump. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: That's,
1: that's
3: what you doing on hump day. <laughs> that's, that's, right. why, that's
2: actually why. I, yeah, that's 100%. It. Yep. Tacos on Scientifical.
1: Taco yeah. Tuesday. Mike Milberry's out at NBC Sports. <laughs> uh, Ask me if I am crying about that. I'm not. I'm not crying at not all. He's not crying. It he doesn't, look doesn't look like it. he's crying. Yeah. So Mike Milbury. Never
0: never hope anybody gets fired, but man, if you're bad at your job, you you just don't deserve that job, especially in a in a high place where he was at. Yep. Wow. Mike
1: Milbury's been a staple for announcing hockey games nationally for a long time. So, if you've watched hockey, you've unfortunately had to listen to a lot of Mike Milbury over the years. And it just really got to me and I really realized it when we played and played in that Boston series. Oh, Especially even last year, but it really got to me the year before when we played Boston after we beat Tampa, and you just have Mike Milbury, who is he played for the Bruins right, would, for you a would long
3: never have time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh yeah, no. Who'd who have thunk it? Yeah, Who'd have thunk yeah. It? every time he messed, man, it
1: was just uh, so obvious listening to him call that just, series.
3: It's a boner every time he mentions Boston, and Boston can do no wrong. And yeah, all he talks about is Boston. Boston doesn't even have to be playing the game, and he mentions Boston. But so, um, like you said, obviously.
1: He's yeah. gone. Good, good riddance, in my opinion. I, I wish him well, but man, I'm just ready to listen to somebody else. Yep. So be the be
0: the Boston guy. Just just go yeah. be the yeah. Boston, you yeah. know, radio guy. Yep. And then you can just you go can get, get hired wrong. in Boston. Talk Boston. But when sports. you're talking about national media, uh, you know, in any be, you sports, you can't have bias. You can't have bias. Yeah. There's a bunch of people that call games from their old school. Kirk Herb Street. You guys probably all heard of him. He played at Ohio State. He does not have a bias when he talks about Ohio State. Most people probably would not guess that he played at Ohio State when he's talking about those games. When he's calling a game.
1: Great. When he's calling yeah. it, when, yes. he, when he might be talking about it, maybe, I don't know, maybe a little bit, but when he's, not call- when he's
0: calling a game. No. No he's way. Not. He's not. And, and that's what you have to be when you're a national media guy. So, like you said, good riddance. Yeah. See you later. Well,
3: <laughs> Any to be w- – uh, I'm not saying
4: to be, fair to, be fair. to be fair,
3: but uh, I think he uh, got fired for some pretty good reasons. Based for sure. On the reports, Absolutely. So. Oh, yeah. Those reports are he, he should have just been
1: fired for his
3: Boston exactly. bias. Yeah,
2: Flat out. He, I mean, he didn't need any <laughs> other
1: excuse. His insensitivity yeah. comments, to, derogatory comments towards women and rightfully so have have ultimately cost him, I believe, his job. So. All right. Last segment of the pod here we're going to get into this hopefully as the as the season moves along but we're going to break down and talk some games and strategy uh, as it pertains to the NHL and DraftKings, because we're going to be gambling, baby. We're going to be playing some games. If we you are degenerates. In, we are the Degen Nation. We so We
2: love to do some gambling. If you want to get
1: on in on these games, maybe pay you know pay, some, pay attention, join these games. Uh, but first, you know, I'm going to turn it over Fal- to Tories He's well, going to break quick, some of this down and follow, introduce
0: it. Follow us on Twitter, because we will be posting the yep, games We will and stuff. post the we'll links post to the all leagues. the contests. Once you get in the leagues, yep. you get the notifications. Yep. And uh, so, yeah, tell us how uh, DFS hockey works. So, hockey.
2: so we're basically going to start this out um, because we do it the same way in NBA right now. Because not, I mean, most of us um, are pretty well versed as far as NFL goes. So we play a, different, a couple different styles of contests. Um, but we're going to do this like we do with NBA and we're going to be playing tiers. Um, there's not really, a, there's no salary cap. Um, so you just get to pick the best players of the tiers for these contests. Um, and we'll we'll have some other contests as well in NHL once the season progresses.
1: So this will be good because it'll it'll just allow us to kind of get in here and just kind of get your feet wet. Get our feet wet and yep. kind of get to get to know yeah. how the these NHL. games are going to work. Know the players yeah. around the league. And know the players. Yeah, yes. yeah absolutely. exactly. Yeah. Yep. So it, it it'll
2: get you actually following the players and things like that. But I did want to go over the scoring. Um, so a goal is worth eight and a half. Uh, an assist is worth five points. Uh, shot on goals worth one and a half. Block shots worth one point three. Um, and you can actually go on Draftkings and go through all these. those were the those were the big ones shorthanded goals worth two. Um, if you score three or more points that's worth three. Um, for goalies, if you get the win that's worth six points. If you get the save it's worth 0.7. Um, Interesting. Goals okay. against are worth negative 3.5. Ooh, okay. um, a shutout is worth four points. Okay. Uh, overtime loss is still worth two plus or plus two points. And thirty-five plus saves is worth three points, so they got a lot
1: going on in there, man. That's going to be you cool. up would be a little watching. more, actually. Yeah, uh, yeah. DraftKings,
0: Draft is all all about volume, yep. so volume yep. is king Lime's in huge. these in these games. So you know, even if you don't know kind of what you're doing, pay attention to kind of some of the stats. Who's getting the most shots? Who's getting the most opportunities? Especially in these DraftKings contests, because shots on goal, goals, those types of things matter. Time on ice. Matters we're
1: going to dive deep into stats in this pod too. We're going to go heavy on some once, of we analy- so. yeah, uh, yeah, once we yeah, have one, some. Yeah, yeah.
2: Once this once the season starts, it's going to be very it's going to be very heavy as far as analytics go, Hopefully. things like that. Um, we're going to dedicate a lot more to DFS and break down, uh, especially Blue Jackets players how they performed in DraftKings because we uh, will have showdowns. Games. So showdowns and, work a little different showdowns yep. are like showdowns. Um, the scoring yeah. is still the same, um, but player selection is obviously yes. different, uh, but it's definitely something that uh, if you're new to DraftKings, get in there, um, kind of get affiliated with how the the games are GPP and cash. We'll go over those a lot more once the season continues to progress um, and we actually have some games to look back on with player scoring. Um, but for now, go ahead. If you haven't already, get your DraftKings account set up. We're going to be playing uh, probably just $3, $3 contests right now, just yep. like we're doing with NBA in our yep. league. Um, if you're on Twitter, follow us on Twitter. Send us your... At man in the Cannon. Yep, at Man in the Cannon. Send us your at DraftKings name um, so we can add you into the league. And so you can get in these contests because, you know, we pay out top two, things like that, top three sometimes. Um, so it's, it's, it's really fun. fun. It's fun. It's, it's going to be fun. a lot of fun. And especially with NHL, it's happening several times a week. Um, a, lot yep. a lot of chances. Yeah. A lot of chances. Yeah. So a lot of chances to win, a lot of chances to win to some, lose some good money, our money. You know, yeah. <laughs> and then hopefully by the end of the year, you get a 1099 from the
3: IRS. Uh, <laughs> you get to show that off a little bit.
1: What do you think about this DFS stuff, Frank? I, mean, I know you gamble a little bit. Yeah, you know, you yeah, like to, you know you like I, I dabble
3: in some uh, in some gambling every once in a while. No, I think it's great. I mean, it, you know, you, you don't have to be a diehard fan to kind of get into whether it's hockey, golf, NBA, NFL. But uh, it, uh, you know, makes, makes things a little bit interesting, and you kind of uh, – and, you, know, you start casually watching. Yeah, you yeah. Know, yeah. It, it makes you I mean, really, really start paying attention. You, know? you, you pay attention yeah.
0: to stuff.
1: You, you learn do. about new players. It's always that you more never fun earlier. when you got money on the line. Exactly. Yeah, it's it's just yeah. more fun. It's true. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Do it responsibly. I've we, yeah. always we loved sports, sports more when I start gambling, gambling on Cain them. Not Evander Kane gambling, apparently.
3: Good Lord. Gamble responsibly, people. Yeah, please gamble responsibly. That should be the
2: one thing that we say. Yeah.
3: Yeah, he's going to be on the new billboards for gambling hotline.
1: That's all I got, boys. All right. Thanks for listening to the second episode of Man in the Cannon, guys. We'll, we'll be coming at you in less again. Than puck drops Thursday, hours. 20, a couple days from now. So yeah. we're actually recording on the 12th, uh, Tuesday. And we dropped the puck Thursday. So coming up here, man, I'm I'm stoked. Hockey's going to be on TV. Yep. Can't I'm wait. Ready. I'm ready for it.
2: Right, I'm, I'm, I'm going to watch any game I can, even on Wednesday night. Yeah. Well, you yeah. know, obviously, we're going to have contests tomorrow night as well in DraftKings. Uh, so, yeah. So, it'll be super nice. To get Let's some get it, in. boys. Yeah. Yeah. Let's
4: get, Let's get it.
1: it. Signing off for the night. Thanks, everybody. Tune Take in it. next week. Man in the Cannon Podcast. Live, as always, from the D-Gen Den. I am Mr. Lokan signing off. Everybody have a wonderful evening.